Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is May 1st. We got WWE SmackDown to talk about. We've had a lot of stuff over at Fightful this week. We got those interviews with Mike Bennett and Deanna Perrazzo that are up getting a lot of great uh, feedback on that. We had the AJ Gray interview drop Tuesday. We've got Just Incredible today. And this weekend, if you if you wanted such a thing, 51 minutes this weekend with RJ City. My God, that's your bonus podcast this weekend, guys. Just me and RJ City talking about nothing for quite a while. A reminder, donate a Super Chat any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. But if you want to ask a whole bunch of questions, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I do a Q&A show there every week, including today. I had one with over 170 questions dropped. So make sure you check that out. We got Warren Hayes here. Warren, how you doing? I'm doing really good, Sean. Uh, I thought we got another. I thought we got another pretty good uh, SmackDown here tonight. Got some good stuff to talk about. I'm looking forward to to Money in the Bank. There's a whole lot of stuff happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, woo! Let's get to it. Let's talk well, about let's, it. Let's go ahead and get to some of these super chats. Reminder, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Whether you're watching on YouTube or anywhere else, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a nice review. That that goes for any platform we're on. Positive reviews help other people find us, and it helps us do more shows. Brendan Borges says, is Warren a Liv Morgan or Ziggler fan? Do I have to pick between Liv and Dolph? No. Uh, Are you a fan of either one of them? Yeah, uh, uh, yes. I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I. I like both of them. If you want me to pick right now, well, because he say, says, "I hope you didn't turn on him," meaning Ziggler, and then says, <laughs> three, Shinsuke Nakamura needs to turn face and win gold." It is. Read your question or statement on the air. Just so you guys know. Good point. Divvy Good point. him up a little bit if if you want. If you want, but my gosh, guys. Uh, J.K. Schwal says. What streak will last longer? SRS at Quizzlemania, Taker at Mania, 
Mansoor at Saudi. Definitely Taker at Mania, but I'm going to go ahead and get into Anakin's question. He said, glad to see you represented Fightful Well at Quizzlemania. You and Alex, Queen of the Ring, listing the WrestleMania cities, had me in awe. Good luck on Wednesday. Tell them the champ is here. So if you all want to check that out on Parts Fun Known and WrestleTalk's YouTube channel, I did uh, with Adam Blampede and Queen of the Ring and a few others uh, a quiz show. And I got very lucky, Warren, because one of them was naming WrestleMania host cities in reverse chronological order. Now, I can remember them pretty well anyway, but for our Fightful Resources section, I did an article for SEO purposes called All-Time WrestleMania Results. It's every WrestleMania result ever, and I also put dates and locations on that. So as of a few weeks ago, I was actively typing up all of the WrestleMania locations. So I got very lucky there. They picked some SummerSlam cards that I called out in one of the rounds. And I memorize most every SummerSlam card because they're usually right around my birthday. So I have some oh. pretty vivid memories of those. And I, I did pretty well on, on the drawing round. Well, guessing the drawings, I did pretty well. But I think, did- the, I think my luck runs out next week. How did you do when they got to the AWA questions, though? When well, they let me tell to- you, I shot hard on Val Venus. That's worth checking out anyway. Yeah, I saw that. And my, my much appreciation to you, by the way. Oh, man. Brian Chairs says, SRS, who do you think is the sixth man in Money in the Bank? Love Fightful. I think it'll be gender. I And I think yeah. he wins it, too. I I. It feels like they're going towards that, isn't it? I mean, we've been talking about it for a few weeks. Yeah, it's been Sean's main theory, and I and I adhere, I, I adhere to it. There's there's instant story within a a gender versus uh, Drew match. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they're planning another tour of India, Sean. Yeah. Oh man. That line drive says, should we make another Corbin site or could we make a Corbin cycle chart? They seem to give him a new main event direction or feud, give him goons, losses, feud, mid card feud, cycle repeats. It sure does. Let's go ahead and talk about the opening segment of SmackDown. Daniel Bryan comes out and indicates that all six men and women will be fighting at the same time in Money in the Bank. Now, Fightful Select, subscribe today, had reported weeks ago that they filmed these matches concurrently. They filmed them at the same time. Took all day. All day. So, it, it, it looks like it's happening. At I mean, it is happening all at the same time. I'm kind of down for it. If this is the last hour of the show, I'm good with it. I, I'm doubly fascinated now. Because because uh, I, I wasn't sure I heard correctly when Daniel Bryan said it. At the same time, they're going. Everyone's fighting at the same time. So okay, this has a potential for some really interesting drama. You can really mix up some stuff. Uh, I'm I'm doubly curious to see how this is going to go down at this point. Probably a smart thing though, when you think about it, to not do too office matches you know because you see the first one and you spoil a lot of the gimmick if you if you lead into the second one you know there's a lot of the uh, a lot of the novelty that would be spoiled for the second match so in a purely production aspect i like it i think it's good uh i'm like it yeah doubly curious at this point 
Daniel Bryan hypes up the excitement of the unknown and competing at this Money in the Bank at, at headquarters. He mentions Vince's Tyrannosaurus Rex head and all that stuff. And says that Money in the Bank changed his life when he couldn't even get booked. And he wanted to be competing with his friend Drew Gulak. But the Corbin cronies stopped that. And Corbin comes out and throws his god-awful delivery and even worse mm-hmm. dialogue. Mm-hmm. God, this sucks. You know, just because you're a heel, okay. For, first and foremost, I'm gonna just break it. I want to break it down before we get into Corbin. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to get a better representative for what Money in the Bank can do for your career than Daniel Bryan. This made a lot of sense as far as this promo goes. If they want to establish some uh, gravitas or maybe some new viewers, <laughs> what am I talking about? What new viewers? <laughs> um, <laughs> but if they want to establish, you know, the fact that Money in the Bank has history and that it can change a career. You'd be hard-pressed to find a different guy than Daniel Bryan. I really like the idea that he was hoping that Drew Gulak could get a pivotal moment for himself, but it's not going to happen. So I like I, – I dug I dug the promo. It made sense. As for Baron Corbin, you know, just because you're a heel and you come out and, you're, and your role is to be a killjoy doesn't mean you have to suck all the energy out of a promo because the, there was a certain level of – uh, dynamism to what Daniel Bryan was delivery, uh, delivering, excuse me. And when when Baron Corbin came out, it just energy levels just dropped. And there's there is a problem with his delivery. There's a problem with the material that he that he's given. He your heel shouldn't come out and just bring everything back down. Au contraire, your heel is supposed to boost things up, get us a hype, but for different reasons, not suck the air out of the room. And that's exactly what Baron Corbin did tonight. Uh, Brian trolls him about losing his money in the bank opportunity, which, I mean, hey, I think he broke the plane, honestly, of the ring when Jinder pinned him, but whatever. <laughs> and if you guys remember, the, the popular rumor backstage back when that happened was that Corbin had a heat on him with management. Because he had the balls to question WWE's self-imposed concussion expert. Because Corbin mm-hmm. was like, you know, I've been around the NFL. I've got a little bit of experience with this. But, ah, man. I do think that was a mistake. I do think that was a mistake. But, whatever. I am a big fan of how this match played out in the opening minutes. Baron Corbin has some grappling experience. Has some striking experience. Ben Henderson, former UFC champion told me one time he thought Daniel Bryan could compete in MMA and do well just because of his tenacity and his uh, work ethic. And it looked like just a couple of guys who knew what they were doing, going out there, grappling around a little bit. And I like that. I'm a big fan of that stuff. That That's the type of stuff I really, I'm into. Bryan wearing a right elbow sleeve for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uncharacteristic. Any, do you happen, was there something I missed? Did they mention anything on commentary about that? I didn't pick anything up kayfabe anyway, so yeah, it was a little curious as well. I loved Brian's counter the boss man clothesline because the thing is that move's oh. supposed to be like a clever Corbin move, like aha, he countered your Irish whip or he ran outside. But it's happened so many times. Why wouldn't somebody have scouted it? And correct, and but see that that was a counter to a counter because Baron Corbin ran to the the boss man uh, spot. When uh, Daniel Bryan did another one of his uh, typical moves, which is the backflip off the 
off the uh, the top turnbuckle to to run back. Baron Corbin slid to the outside, so he was he was like, "I got you, man." But Daniel Bryan then did the dive on him. I thought it was fantastic, and there was a lot of this in this match. There was a lot of countering each other. One guy thinking he had the upper hand on the other. Uh, I really I thought I thought they did a really good job with some counter wrestling here. This is a spot where I think commentary could have put over Drew Gulak, even in his absence. Sure. Commentary, Corey Graves could have said, Drew Gulak told me that they specifically planned this spot. They, they worked over all this stuff. They, they baited Baron Corbin into that because there's a lot of times when a fight will start and Joe Rogan, as soon as the fight starts and that happens, he'll say, Anderson Silva's camp told me they're going to start with a flying knee. And then there goes Anderson Silva with a flying knee. And he won't say it until they're in in battle. Sure. Now, granted, you can't do that here because it's an empty arena. And Corbin would hear him. But <laughs> I think there would be a good opportunity to put over Gulak's purpose there. Sure. Uh, Brian called back to Corbin's feud with the ankle lock on from angle. And no commentary mention of that. But good I call. loved the stomp on the heel. Brian was really kicking the living shit out of Corbin. Like, Corbin was taking a beating. Mm-hmm. And they can't do a clean finish. Why? I, I'm In my head, I need a reason why Baron Corbin would want a DQ. Is he embarrassed to lose? Is it a foregone conclusion he's going to lose? Probably. But according to what people have said on commentary... You get paid less money. So he's throwing out any opportunity to catch Daniel Bryan off the ropes and hit a, hit a deep six or a end of days and win this match. And the fact that he goes, what? I got DQ'd. That makes him look like such a dumbass, Warren. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't understand why he would have, why he necessarily wanted to throw the match. There's an argument to be said. Why did they have the match in the first place, right? Because there were no stakes for it necessarily. It's just, it's just ego at this point. Um, that's the thing. Is if he wants to throw the match because, because like you said, Baron Corbin ate it during this match, and there was a lot of back and forth. They there there was a lot of countering. They tried to get, uh, they tried to get the upper hand, or you know, or at least they always had an answer for what, what the other guy was trying to do in most circumstances. And if if Baron Corbin just wanted out of the match and threw a ladder so he can, like, you know what, I'm done here, well, at least don't do the, why did I lose? Is this your first night in professional wrestling, Baron? Because usually when you do something illegal, you get disqualified. You lose the match. I don't I pr- I'm pretty sure I've seen Baron Corbin do this kind of stuff before. It should not have been a shock to him. Uh, yeah, I mean that—that's that, the whole—that's the whole crux of the situation. That's what it does. It doesn't make sense just because of his reaction. Brian applies a yes lock, and and Cesaro and Nakamura jump him. Sure, DJ Cass says, "Does it feel like everybody turns heel nowadays?" I mean, usually it's called for these days. I think WWE has been very good with their heel turns over the last like yeah. six, seven months. I think they've they've been right on the money with some of them and really helped out characters that needed help. What do you think, Warren? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think Bailey is an excellent example of a character that was floundering and uh, whose heel turn was a uh, was a 
was a really good was a really good career move. That's the first one that comes off the top of my head. We've got Candice LeRae happening in in NXT, which I think she desperately needed. Uh, she needed a good refresh. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't see a problem. I'd actually you know if you were to ask me like right now on SmackDown, I'd turn Carmella heel. Mm. I, like she would really really need it, and the division could definitely use a a heel type Carmella it'd do a uh, it'd do so much good for the division we also uh see Mike Lucas say if gender wins money in the bank do we get an I'm up here promo do you remember that yeah up here yeah hey Jay I'm up here (laughs) oh god I hope so actually reminder guys when you donate a super chat I will get to your question or statement uh, as it gets to that point on, uh, on, on the show. So if you think that I've, I've missed you or something like that, I haven't. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, Brian Chairs says, here's another five bucks to say anyone but gender, please. A lot of people keep saying, oh, Alistair could win the title or win the money in the bank. Alistair could win it. And I counter that by saying he doesn't need that silly briefcase. And then people say, oh, he could declare. Well, here's the thing. He could also, just keep winning matches and then they could say this guy who keeps winning matches deserves a world championship shot that's how it should be you shouldn't go through a month and a half of losing win a match then all of a sudden bam title match let's remember who were who was the last gentleman to declare that just happened last year with braun strowman and let's all remember how well that went. It was a bit of a disaster. Was it last year or the year before? It was the year before. I, I'm ha- I'm, it was the year before. Uh, that was a disaster. That was an absolute booking disaster because they didn't do it right. I love Aleister Black. Aleister Black does not need the briefcase for the reason Sean expressed. And I'll even say on top of that uh, – no, there's no, there's nothing to add, really. He just doesn't need it. All he's been winning matches. He has a semi-perfect record. No, no, no. He doesn't need it. And that's the thing. Like I, I don't see Otis as, uh, I, I don't see the Otis win being something that that, that can happen. I, I don't think that that's that's gonna I, work out. I think on the men's side, starting as of tonight, I think things are seemingly are, are getting to be very, very becoming much clearer. You could make an argument for Daniel Bryan. You can always make an argument for Daniel Bryan. Well, I think I think he and Corbin cancel each other out. Right. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're right. No, okay, I I would I I concur. I think the mystery the the mystery man is going to be the guy who's going to pull it off. And all yeah. signs point to gender. I would agree with that. I feel I feel this is the way to go. And if I have to pick one of those five, I will pick Alistair Black. But I just eh. DJ Cass says I think there should be certain baby faces that never turn, and it feels like we're, we've just had way too many. I mean, there are some that that have always been baby faces. Rey Mysterio has always been a baby face. Roman Reigns, since he made his turn, has always been a baby face. Like there there are those characters. I mean, I get. I was gonna say Kofi Kingston, but they had a heel run as New Day. So, well, but yes, which which seems so far, uh, far away. Um, but see, it always depends on your booking, right? Because the, the, because 
Look, Sami Zayn was a perennial babyface, right? And uh, WWE just didn't know how to handle him, so they had to do something different, gave him a give him a heel turn. He even said in an interview at some point, he figured that he was going to be a babyface for the entirety of his career. That's what he felt comfortable in. Uh, he's doing the, the, the role very, very well. Rey Mysterio was always, or at least for the better part of his career in WWE, was always very well booked. But then... You can make an argument that going babyface all in all the time, well, you can look back at Roman and you can look back at John Cena as well for examples of at some point you overdo the babyface thing and you sort of have to listen to the crowd sometimes. So, you know, it's a very, it's a very, everything, babyface turns, uh, babyfaces turning to heels, so on and so forth. It's very, very much contextual. It depends on, time and space and what's yeah. going on i realize now that the original question was who would be the sixth man and he asked me to say somebody but gender uh if i had to pick somebody i don't think it'll be another baby face but if it, if it is it's kevin owens otherwise i think yep. lashley or lesnar but i don't get the feeling that lesnar was hanging around from 8 a.m till midnight to film that thing so <laughs> it ain't him it ain't brock <laughs> now if i were to do a sixth man i'd go with kevin owens as well yeah. Oh, Braun Strowman's delivery is real bad, too. I said that he was, like, on an MTV dating show. It was like, <laughs> I know Bray Wyatt thinks he's all that in a bag of chips, but he's going to need to impress me if he wants me to let him in. Otherwise, I'm going to say, next. That's That's where we were. Bray pops up and tells a story about the shepherd and the black sheep and... Losing the sheep, but he wants to tell a new story about finding the sheep, taking what makes the sheep happy, then moving him to the slaughterhouse. Braun is done with all of this, and so am I. This was very elementary. Yeah, it was basic. It was basic stuff. Braun didn't get a lot of stuff in. Um, but, you know, I think we... I'm still going to underscore the fact, the, the, the very, very simple fact that the Bray Wyatt gimmick, the Funhouse gimmick, would not work with any other wrestler than Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray Wyatt will go down in history as one of the greatest character actors pro wrestling has ever had, uh, bar none. The subtleties and the uh, the uh, and the and the nuances that he brings to his character, just when he was saying goodbye at the end when Braun cut him off and was like, why don't you come to the ring? And, you know, he just didn't slap into bye. You know, he was... Mm, there, was a little, yeah. there was a little passive aggressiveness to it. Uh, I really dug that. I, I, Bray in and about himself is, is fantastic, but man, it is so crazy how different they are treating Braun and Drew, their two world level champions on those two brands where Drew looks and acts and is put into situations where he gets to be a, ch the brand champion, the, the, the man where Braun, as it stands, they're playing off of, they're playing off all his weaknesses, giving him lines, expecting him to act when he is much more natural in other types of situations. If they let Braun be Braun, first and foremost, just Tear shit his, up. his on that on that level, flip semi trucks around. That'd be fantastic. That's the brawn we all fell in love with. That's the brawn that we expected to be world champion the first year we we saw him flipping stuff around, right? 
And if they let him be witty, let him be like when you interviewed him. Yeah. That's fantastic too. That's another side of – that's what they're letting Drew do. He's, they're he's, letting – When I interviewed him, he was such a natural guy. Like we joked about his Crocs and I was like, so you just re-signed your contract and nobody knew it was coming up. I was like – he's like, yeah, I don't stooge off to the dirt sheets like these other marks do. And he was a very funny, entertaining guy and that's that's just not what I'm seeing here. But uh, what I did see here was Leon Ruff get his ass whipped for the fourth time in as many months – he has been on SmackDown, Main Event, NXT, and Raw. He hit the Grand Slam of job matches, and he's awesome at it, Warren. Uh, yeah, because I was about to say, he you some guy get beat up four times. Uh, I don't think he's been beat up this bad. <laughs> Sheamus whipped his ass. Sheamus was awesome. Leon was awesome here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You could. They probably had a little chat before going out, and Leon was like, man, yeah. you just... I'll I'll make you look like a million bucks, and boy, oh boy, did he eat shit that entire yeah. squash. It was fantastic. So I have a, a series. I know making a finisher is known a lot more, but I have enhancement stories, and I've got one about Gangrel in the 80s facing Big Boss Man, Britt Baker facing Nia Jax. I got a couple others uh, around too, but one of the upcoming ones that I have uh, was, I think, uh, James Storm. And he did some WCW job matches. And he says that Chronic just came up to him and was like, sorry, buddy, this is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay. And uh, another one was Rick Steiner. And it was a handicap match. And James Storm was like, listen, man, I'll take whatever bump you need. And he and Rick Steiner was like, really? You'll do that? Well, since you offered to do that, you'll take the easy one to the outside while I beat up this other guy. <laughs> like you never know what you're gonna get with a good job match and Sheamus is real good at beating the shit out of people Leon Ruff is good at making people look like a million bucks this is awesome you see why they keep bringing this guy back he's awesome he makes people look good great awesome just awesome and can you imagine like it, just in a few years this will be the this will be the kind of moment the kind of thing that let's say in Five to six years when his career's taking off. Let's hope so, right? We 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 want the best for for the guys and gals that we see perform. His career's taking off, and he's a star. Maybe he's got a a mid card championship uh, belt around his waist. We'll be like, hey, remember in 2020 during the pandemic, it was this guy that that Sheamus completely obliterated. Yeah, I've forgotten what it's like to even have crowds at this point. It's going to be so weird seeing crowds again, and. Man, I, I miss so. it. I do miss it so much. Uh, I should be I, – I want to be at these shows and seeing all these people. As much as I'm really loving these Skype interviews and these Zoom interviews and all this stuff, I miss being there. Hannah Moore says, I miss Sami Zayn. That is all. Sami Zayn called WWE's bluff. He was like, oh, we can say that we don't want to come to work and you're not going to punish us, huh? Well, then I don't want to come to work. Also – Happy birthday to Hannah. She has always been good to Fightful. Uh, very important person to us, so uh, happy birthday to her. Brian Chairs says, I'll finish up the podcast tomorrow. I'm a mailman and have to be at work at 6. I listen to the pod on my route every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning. Thanks for the entertainment and analysis. And you know it's funny? Because Brian has to get up and deliver packages in the morning, but you can deliver packages whenever you want 
when you use bluechew.com code fightful. And it will be a lot more discreet than that super chat that Brian just sent. Because he's not going to know what he's delivering you. It doesn't have a big sign on it that says, Dick Pills. I mean, I, honestly, if you hit up Blue Chew, there's a chance they'll write it on there for you if you want. But I don't know if... It, usually that's a private type of thing. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So whether it's 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., you can deliver your package. Even if they don't handle with care. Maybe you like it a little rough. I don't know. I'm not here to judge what you do in the bedroom or your porch. I don't know where you do it at either. But because Blue Chew is a chewable, it can get in your system a lot faster than Viagra or Cialis, which those has the same active ingredients. And you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. And that's a very good thing in this day and age. I mean, I know a lot of you are, are quarantined. You've probably been wearing it out. Probably like an old catcher's mitt at this point. You probably need a little bit of enhancement. I mean, I don't know what you've been doing with that thing. You've been putting it underneath the mat to loosen it up, just like sleeping on it like an old baseball glove. I don't know. What are you rocking? How, how do you even handle it? Is there feeling left in it at this point? It's been like two months of this quarantine. Well, bluechew.com code Fightful. Make sure that works for you. (sighs) Just pay $5 shipping. Bedwetter keeps asking me to read his thing. He says, Sean, do you have a crotch fro? Warren's new pun. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't. Thanks to manscaped.com slash Fightful. Um, or code fightful. I think it's slash fightful. Either way, they pay for one ad read a month. So let's not get too crazy, but do check them out for sure. We appreciate them. Did I tell you that my first manscaped ad read manscaped hit me up and they're like, Hey, we want to add this to our best in class compilation. (laughs) I had to sign a release. (laughs) Well, have I ever told you that my first Manscaped read, they hit me up after and they wanted to add me to their best in hey! class. And I had to sign a release. Nice. I know. And let me tell you guys, if you're getting your release a little too early, bluechew.com code Fightful will help you out with that. Look at us. Just a couple of se- We might as well get actual segues and drive them around, like race them. Exactly. There's nobody better. There's nobody exactly. better. Exactly. Nobody it's, better. It's just the way it works. Best in class. Damn right. Drew Nicholas says, six-man heel, Andrade or Murphy? Here's the reason why I don't like that. Andrade is like three and seven in his last ten. He just got beat by Drew. I don't need some 50-50 guy being in that spot. And he, he says they would have a great side story with winning the briefcase, both being in factions. Andrade the leader. Right with rising up and comers, Murphy being Orton to Seth Triple H. I like both your ideas. I do. It's just I hate when WWE is like, oh well, we're gonna put the money in the bank briefcase on this person, so let's just beat him to death. Yeah, I hate that. Hate and, it. And and in this context, let's say just to come back to Andrade, uh, they'll never have a guy currently wearing a title win the Money in the Bank briefcase it just won't happen so you're just further telegraphing the 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 conclusion but i mean 
in in a perfect situation, like you know, where there's a winning record, no one's holding titles, uh, that'd be fantastic. And I'd love Andrade in the match. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Well, to me, it's like a lot of people are like, oh, well, who will be the best performer? It's at the HQ. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I, at this point, if they added Mojo Rawley, I'd be like, sweet. Mojo's a great actor. I'm sure it would be wonderful. Kayla Braxton's back interviewing Otis and Mandy. Mandy clarifies that she and Sonya are former best friends. And we get to the Money in the Bank qualifier where Carmella defeated Mandy Rose. I'm sure this match would have been good. And this was a much less offensive distraction finish than most. Because she really... uh, Sonya showed up and berated Mandy for several minutes. And Mandy ignored it as best she could. But it still was stupid babyface syndrome. Now, I'm I'm interjecting here because I think Mandy Rose O'Contraire, mon frere, has proven tonight that she is the smartest babyface in the entire roster because she didn't stop wrestling. She eventually got distracted, which I think is what should happen when wrestlers come out with their music to try and interfere and create some commotion. Because usually, you know what happens, Sean? Wrestlers who have been doing... Kevin Owens, still to this day, how many years has Kevin Owens been wrestling? He'll drop the guy to turn around and watch Chris Jericho walk down, right? Or just pop up at the top and be like, "Mm, you, mm, you. Mandy didn't stop. Mandy didn't stop wrestling until she really got distracted. And I liked that. I I thought it was a good way to work through a typical wrestling trope. And you know what happened then? It surprised me. And I like being surprised because when Sonya came out, I was like, oh, well, there goes the match. But no, Sonya had to egg her on. Mandy had focus. She wanted to win the match. She doesn't want to have anything to do with Sonya. I really liked it. I love the offense in the match. What I saw of it, uh, the Carmella super kick that got the win, the Carmella super kick that opened the match. Mandy with a really good forearm. Looks like she's adopted that. Nikki Haru Belasawa forearm that Arn Anderson was like, Nikki Bella should have used that forearm as a finish. I agree. Now Mandy can adopt it. Sonya beat the living shit out of Mandy, and Sonya is going to be so huge if they do right by her. And they should. She should be the one. And I had so many dorks that were like, she's not blood. She's not blood. And I'm like, this is the most overblown myth mm-hmm. Becky Lynch has had the title for a year they tried mm-hmm. to tell you that Becky or that Bailey had it for a year Shayna yeah. Baszler had the title for a year mm-hmm. Asuka had a title for a year yeah I, some of the blondes are good at wrestling guys to, I, I think you can equate that to the number of people who who dislike Charlotte Flair just on a very yeah. visceral level. I, I, I think I think it connects. Where where uh, are all these title runs for Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose? There you go. Exactly. Um, what I Mandy Mandy bumped man. She took that beating, and she's on a whole other level of respect for me after tonight. I thought her match was. Solid and Carmella as well, but Carmella, Carmella, we know she can have solid matches. Uh, Mandy tonight, I think it was this was one of her better performances. I thought she was really, really solid, and the she she took the beating, man. She took it, 
and she got roughed up. I appreciated that. And Sonya, if they continue down this path, she's going to be fantastic. She's going to be the heel, like the, dis, the just the evil, conniving, despicable heel that that we need right now. I feel on the SmackDown side because Bailey and Sasha are fantastic, but Bailey and Sasha are they're a thing, and you know what path they're going down eventually. They, it's like they're aside. We need another strong female heel. In, on SmackDown, and Sonya is just she's just leaning into it, and she's damn good at it. Yeah, and I think that we run the risk of a Becky Charlotte situation where Sonya starts to get cheered. I mean, the thing is, her frustration is rooted in truth. She said, "Hey, this time of year is near and dear to my heart because you know I gave you my spot, Mandy." Mm-hmm. And this is after she said, I came out to your music. It was all about you. It was. Uh, oh, by the way, where's Liv Morgan's title run? Natalia has been there for 47 years and has two title runs. <laughs> As you mentioned, uh, Mandy's scraped up pretty bad, and Otis is checking on her. Dolph asks if she's okay. Otis mean mugs. What a dick. What an absolute yeah. Dick. Jealousy jealousy is not good in relationships. Oh, but it's so good, though. It, I mean, it's just, and that's all they needed. Yeah. And you know what I liked as well? Otis didn't overdo it. Otis didn't go. And no, he didn't do. He, he, should, he didn't. He should have. He should have just went. She's fine. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> and, uh, just, and Ziggler could be like, okay. Okay, yeah. but they just glared at each other instead. That's it, and that, that was fantastic. They're still doing good by this angle, man. They're doing great, and and as I was hoping, and we had talked about this, they're elevating Sonya in the process. Can you imagine if how this angle, if they if they're successful with Sonya, they'll have made Otis, they'll have elevated Mandy, and they will have made Sonya all within oh. this. All within one angle. How about Ziggler, too? Oh, and, and keeping Ziggler the most relevant that he's been since he dropped the U.S. title a couple of years ago. And as a result, people have their eyes on Tucker here and there as well. It mm-hmm. helps out almost everybody. I really like it. Christopher Bordine says, I think I saw the Forgotten Sons in pictures of the protests in Lansing, Michigan yesterday. If you all want to know how I feel about that, uh, check out Listen, Your Boy, the end of that show. That is an epic triggered rant for sure. Uh, Forgotten Sons defeated New Day, the tag champions. Now, these titles are very unique in that I care about the division because it's really good. But everybody is 50 50 mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird situation where I'm like, I, fe- I believe that the teams are so evenly matched that I, I believe that. But I, I look at this and I'm like, man, Forgotten Sons, like, did we need to see this before? Did we need to see this before their inevitable title match? What, we're going to run it back again? Okay, why do I care? The titles are on the line, but why didn't they beat somebody else to get a title shot? That's my point. That's the whole point right there. You know, Lucha House Party last week defeated the previous tag team champions, right? I would have been okay with these two teams squaring off this weekend, maybe for a number one contendership, because 
like Why you not? said, the, the, coming coming into the, their next match, there, there's more than likely going to be some 50-50 going on. More than likely that Forgotten Sons are not going to win the titles. Do you and, think, do you it's think just part Vince of the McMahon course. had the uh, Murdoch and Cade talk with Wesley Blake? Do you, do you know what that talk was? Re- refresh my memory. Uh, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch went to Vince McMahon and they're like, what don't you like about us? We will change it. And he looked at Lance Cade and he says, I hate your fake black hair. And he looked at Trevor Murdoch and he said, I hate your pasty white skin. Get a tan. Looks like Wesley Blake got the the Murdoch talk. <laughs> I think he's been hitting the tanning bed. Uh, probably. Maybe, maybe Cutler got the, the Lance Cade talk and he just shaved his head. Shaved his head, yeah. But I think it was his natural color. <laughs> uh, but Big E really broke this one open. Great belly-to-belly suplex, back body drop outside, that big splash on the apron. Forgotten Sons were working well together, and this was an important match for them, Warren. Yes. Because you can't just go out there and have a decent match with New Day. Mm-mm. You have to go out there and have an awesome match with New Day because they have awesome matches with everybody. They are very much the Sean Waltman of that tag division. They are the barometer. If you can't go out there and have a really, really good match with New Day, that that's when when I say sink or swim, that's when you've sunk. That's when you're you're not there. Because they can have a good match with anybody. They did that. They got their finish. Miz and Morrison were on commentary. Okay. Uh, I liked the match a lot, but the Forgotten Sons should have it should have been Lucha House Party. It, it it should have been it should have been just about anyone else. A couple of guys from the PC, whatever. Uh, they needed a moment. They, they they needed a moment to shine. But like you said, you know the the thing with Forgotten Sons in NXT is that they it's not that they were a bad tag team. They didn't work this that they didn't work that indie style that we're so used to seeing the tag teams work in NXT, and that made them stick out like a sore thumb. And I would argue that it was the same thing with Heavy Machinery. I'd argue it was the same thing with Elias when the few times that he worked there. Guys who had talent but didn't fit in that uh, grassroots fans first environment that's NXT. Look at look at Forgotten Sons tonight. Super solid performance and perfectly tailored for main roster. They worked really really well. Uh, I'm going to tell you one of the things that that, that surprised me is that the uh, that lung blower the, that lung blower uh, diving elbow combo that they did. Why wasn't that their finisher? That's really cool. I, I, I was stunned that the match continued after that. That Aside from that, I mean, just nitpicking because it, it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And I think that Forgotten Sons are in their, they're, they're in their element right now, much more than they ever were in NXT. And, and they, have a, they have an assisted reality logo for their entrance coming up. Uh, now, you know, they have that AR logo, which immediately makes them better than Sanity. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any question or statement you want read on the air, we'll make it happen. Money in the Bank qualifier, this backstage thing was, was very interesting. Throwback27 says, The Ziggler promo making fun of Millennials was fun. Him playing the delusional crazy ex is the one thing that keeps the Otis Mandy story going. The Sonya beatdown was brutal and makes this feud have depth and want more. I agree on the Sonya thing. I I, I think that that beatdown was one of the best I've seen 
recently, and I mm-hmm. thought Corbin had a really good one on Elias a while back. The Ziggler promo I was torn on because I hate the invisible camera. I loathe the invisible camera in wrestling because it... We've seen it play both sides of this feud. We've seen it used as like, oh, here's hidden footage. But now we're supposed to believe that Mandy's not going to watch the show that she's on or somebody's not going to dial her up and say, Mm -hmm. hey, Dolph's going to try to make the move on you. Unless next week she says, he doesn't stand a chance with me. I saw what he said. Then that makes this okay. If the camera really just wasn't invisible at all and Dolph's just a crazy asshole, eh, I'm okay with that. What would you think of the promo? Uh, I I thought it was good. I I really liked I liked how again I'm gonna stand on Sonya a little bit, but the way she introduced it, the, her delivery, the voice she had, there was something, and I, you know, I don't. There was something very Disney villain about how yeah. she just started the presentation. It gave me a bit of a shiver. I was like, ooh, oh, this is I like this. Uh, and Dolph being the jilted former lover, I dig it, and it just gives him purpose. It just gives an aimless Dolph. We've seen him for the past 12 to 18 months when he doesn't have a direction. He's insufferable. We don't know why he's there. We don't know why he's doing what he's doing. It just works. And he's so natural at it. Like he's probably been in this role before. Yeah. (laughs) He's really, really good at it. So uh, this is super entertaining. I, I have, it's still the best thing in WWE going. And it's crazy. They've been doing this since December. This has got to be a world record at this point, Sean, for successful ongoing WWE angles. This has to be up there. It, it's been very good. Very good. I've, I've liked it, and they're getting a little bit more out of it, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Uh, in the ring, one of my favorite spots of the night, Ziggler gets hit with a catapult, and instead of the top rope, it's the second rope. And Ziggler, you know he's going to sell his ass off. He, do, he does it great, and he made this look it was probably the best looking catapult I've ever seen. <laughs> and there you go. I don't like the move. I think it's stupid. But he made it look good. So Ziggler stops the caterpillar, does a stunner over the ropes. Zigzag can't finish Otis. And I'm gonna read this super chat from Lake Brain Cloud Lock. He says, I'm not a fan of the caterpillar to elbow drop as a finisher. I think Otis should be doing the Vader bomb instead. What does this mean for Tucker? I agree with the Caterpillar. Here's the thing. It adds no momentum. It seems really weird to use in an urgent situation. I'm like, just elbow drop the guy. If you want me to believe that an elbow drop will finish him, sure. It hasn't really finished anybody since the 80s, but you know what? Whatever. I can get behind it. But yeah, I think the Vader bomb would work better. Oh, for sure. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, Otis, Otis pulling a Vader bomb would be amazing i i thought it was weird too that the finisher was the was the caterpillar i'm not much of a fan of a fan of it um you know the people's elbow didn't didn't end matches until far 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 into rock's career where it was just a given and it was just a move that everyone wanted to see um yeah i i I don't get it but otis has one of the problems I have with Otis these days since the empty arenas is uh, he, you know, he still does his his Hulk up, you know, and his belly rubs and stuff like that. Things to get the audience pumped up. But when there's no audience to pump up, it just comes off as weird and creepy. 
<laughs> it just doesn't work. And the caterpillar is exactly that. Like, could you imagine Scotty Tuhati doing the worm with no one around? Because that's essentially what it is. If this is a move to get the crowd hyped, to get everyone excited, but if there's no one, there's literally no one. So Otis has some has a few things he has to adjust. There's no crowd for him to play to. There's no goofy goofy stuff for him to do in the ring. No bushwhacker esque things for him to do. He has to. I think he just has to focus a little better since there's no one around to see him pop when he starts rubbing his belly. And Lake Brain Cloud Locke had said, what does this mean for Tucker? It just means that he's not featured maybe for a week and a half. Otis ain't winning that Money to Make briefcase, so he'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's any long-term issue for Tucker. I think Tucker's more than holding his own in this. And we're seeing how good Tucker is in the ring, too. Mm-hmm. This, uh, admittedly, I thought this was a Godwin situation. No, it's not... All the ingredients are better performers than than the Godwin Sunny thing. Tucker and if they would have had Tucker and Otis back then, holy crap, man! Yeah. Um, as far as finishers for Otis, World Strongest Slam, uh, the Wasteland, he could use that. Vader Bomb, oh. he could use that. Uh, the old Gunslinger, if you remember that, where he starts in a Power Slam and Billy Gunn would spin them into a rock bottom. I think that would be really good. You got to remember, weight is no issue for him. He can lift anything. He's very strong. And uh, also keep in mind, Otis is not supposed to be a singles wrestler. Like the, 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 the heavy machinery is a unit. They have their finisher, which is the compactor, which is great. I love the compactor. Uh, so, you know, we do have to cut him a bit of slack also because he's not supposed to be a singles wrestler and have a single finisher. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any question or statement gets gets read on the air when you do that. But check out FightfulSelect.com. I have news on the revival, how they got out of their WWE deals. It's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check that out. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob Wilkins says, here's a Q&A question that I forgot. In 45 years when Vince retires... Do you see wrestling promotions doing trades like contracts and et cetera? No, I don't. And the reason is they're independent contractors. Unless two people go to their respective promotions and say, send me here, he'll come here. It'll have to be instigated by the performers themselves. I think that's the only way. Now, that being said, it did happen between UFC and one championship. They traded Ben, uh, it was, uh, Ben Askren to the UFC for the greatest flyweight ever, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. And oh boy, did the UFC lose that trade because Ben <laughs> Askren should have lost his fight against Robbie Lawler and won it, then got kneed in the skull, then got beat real bad again, and he's done. Meanwhile, Demetrius Johnson is just out there still being the best flyweight in the world. He's just doing it in Asia. His contract's about to come up, and he's like, no, I kind of like this, uh, kind of like fighting in the Philippines and Japan. I think I'm going to stay over here. They pay me really well. I don't think we're going to see trades, Warren. You know, if anything, um, I mean, it, it's a WWE thing, right? Because we're not, uh, we've seen talent exchanges before. These things have existed for decades in pro wrestling. Uh, AEW has stuff set up with uh, OWE and, uh, you know, there's rumors with others as well. Uh, people have traded talent. Hey, Ring of Honor in New Japan, man. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's the that's what they've been doing for the past decade or so. So trades probably not exactly for those reasons, unless unless all I'd see maybe another scenario where maybe all wrestlers become unionized and then it, it sort of falls under under one umbrella organization that can manage contracts and stuff like that. Other than that, and if things remain as they are today, it's just WWE that that you know nothing else exists outside of their sphere. I would love WWE to get back to doing talent exchanges, probably not with AEW, but with some Asian markets uh, or in in Europe a little more. That'd be great, but don't think it's going to happen. Throwback twenty seven says, "You guys are the Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon of YouTube." The best of all time. That is high praise. I thank you very much, Throwback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, and we, of course, we always appreciate your generosity, Throwback. Hope you're doing good. BMAGS19 says, if there's a second wave of COVID-19, is Reigns done indefinitely? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I think so, but... too. And good on him. I respect him for making that decision so much. Joseph Farley says, Sean, how are the cats? Well, let's see. I'll run them down one by one. Simba is always afraid of me. He's still feral. Oliver sleeps a lot. He is my crony. Uh, Kofi, we call him Kofi the Hedgehog because he sleeps and he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog rolled up into a ball. Uh, Melvin cries a lot. Natty just follows us and she's got an allergic right eye. And Jennifer Davis, the cat, really enjoys sleeping on broken down cardboard boxes. Uh, so why did you call Kofi the Hedgehog Kofi the Hedgehog if he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog? Why didn't you call? Why well, did you just call him Sonic the Hedgehog? My wife named him Kofi before we named him before he did that. He was but a okay. little kitten back then. We didn't know that he would okay. develop these tendencies, and we're not just going to change his name. That would confuse a, a young kitten. That's true. Absolutely true. Just, gosh, read a book, man. Speaking of people who have slept on broken down cardboard boxes, Warren, let the people know where they can follow you on social media. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes is where I do my weekly, my own weekly uh, wrestling recap show. Did one live last evening, Thursday evening. So if you want to go over there and subscribe, that would be very much appreciated. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Check that out. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter, where maybe Venus will be delivering some Uber Eats to me this weekend. We never know. Twitter.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Some of you all sleep on some of our other social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Fightful Online. Go give us a like. Go uh, hit us up over there. We've got lots of stuff that goes up over there. I'm going to start to do more Instagram lives. That way you all will check that out. But like I said... FightfulSelect.com. We've got multiple episodes of the Distraction Podcast. Uh, Jeremy and Joe have been going above and beyond to give you guys extra content throughout this time. And hey, Fightful Select right now, to be honest with you, accidentally released it early. Best of the Brocast, Volume 1. It's a hoot. Until next time, we're out.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.